Hello and welcome to the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Aurora. And I'm John. And uh, it is our first episode of 2022. Um, And we are covering uh, the... Uh, 2013 Christmas special The Time of the Doctor by of course Stephen Moffat Uh, this is the 11th Doctor's swan song Um, and honestly for better or for worse this is one of the this is one of the Moffat episodes of all time it is so good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i it's so good it's so good i think there are parts of it that are good i think there are parts of it that i'm not so fond of but overall i think it's all right i think it's kind of messy but it's not it's sure as fucking as bad as series six in my opinion, this episode, the way it ties back into season six, kind of redeems season six a little bit. Well, yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> fix River. It doesn't fix River. Like, it doesn't the fix silence. the actual, like, story. It doesn't... Okay, I might just be a fucking nerd who likes the fact that they tied shit back in and gave it a reason. Okay, I am exactly that. You're one of those good, okay. One of those five IQ MCU nerds. <laughs> listen, listen, I, it's listen. It's funny because listen. I hate the MCU shit, but I'm like, oh my god, soy face, they tied it back in. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Have you ever heard of the crit- free trial for the critically acclaimed MMO Final <laughs> Fantasy 14? Because that game is chock full of that shit. <laughs> me when Joss Whedon does a callback fuck you me when <laughs> Stephen Moffat does a callback OMG so true soy face uh, yeah this this really is this isn't just like the most Moffat episode ever it's the most Moffat Matt Smith era episode ever yeah 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 that's that's really what I meant because that's that is the Moffat that I take uh, umbrage with Wrong series. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, anyways. So the episode. Yeah. <laughs> why Why is this a Christmas episode? That's my first question. Listen. I'd rather have this. I'd rather have this barely be a uh I'd rather have this barely be a Christmas episode than I would uh have no Christmas episode. Yeah. Yes. I, I I think just like it makes sense just because of the the sort of structure they were doing the show on the time where you know, that the Christmas episode is going to come after the season. It would be kind of weird if they didn't, like, make Eleven end here. No, yeah, I'm not saying... It, I, it's I, just I, like... I get out of reason, out of... Out of the show, I get why. But it's like, this This feels like one of the least... Like, the most tangential to Christmas that a Christmas special like... has been in a long time. Is all I'm but saying. like I'm okay with that because I would rather that than they like forced it to be some like bullshit themes of Christmas type thing like some of the other real whiffs. I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad they just like they were just like fuck it, just like put it in a town called Christmas. Why not? And then yeah. just like let the story be itself. Yeah, like I I they they did just enough to allow the pretense of it being a quote unquote Christmas episode without really like having to change anything about it and like i'm cool with that i would far rather that than like they make it like the fucking what is it the unicorn the wasp in the wardrobe but true no wait what's what's it 
What's the ah fuck? What what what's the trees one? I can't remember. Uh, in the force of the night. Yeah, yeah. No, the doctor, the widow, and the wardrobe. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Oh, that one. right. Christmas specials. Right. I I hear trees, <laughs> and I automatically go to that. Autistic twelve moment. Um. Yeah, the you see, I'd respect that. If it was just the town was called Christmas and it always looked like it was, like, snowing and at night, like, sure. But the fact that they're just like, okay, this is a Christmas episode, therefore we need to have Clara's dad, her stepmom or a woman he's dating, I guess, and her grandmother. Which, for some fucking odd reason, the fandom has just sort of decided to run with the idea that Clara's grandmother is Amy. What? I have no idea. There's, there's no, what? but it's every, what? it's everywhere in fan fiction. As someone who used to binge Doctor Who fan fiction around the like late eleven to early twelve era, that is everywhere, and I have no idea Fuck why. Off, Tumblr, eat shit. <laughs> Anyways, I don't care what fucking fights this is going to start. The clothes shit isn't funny. It's so fucking funny. It's Fuck not you. funny. I, it's we, just annoying. When, the scene, okay, the, the scene where he walks in and they're all just looking at him and he's like, maybe I should uh, turn the clothes on for them too. We fucking burst out laughing, okay? And we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. The delivery was good enough that it sold it to us again, okay? It's not funny. <laughs> Sisyphus soy jacket. So moment. fucking funny. Um, I don't know. I, I think it starts funny and then it quickly doesn't become funny. I think if it was, I think if the gag was just that like, oh, there there's naked 11 and then they go to church and then they like, and then, and then they stop the gag. I think that right there is enough. The, the whole scene with the family, again, just eject the family altogether. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree if not for that one single gag. I think that gag made it worth it. <laughs> Sisyphus soy. You cause immense damage to me. Anyways. I don't... It's just... It's too much of the same old fucking horny 11 joke. Even though, like, in that case, it, it's it's not even in that case Eleven's behavior. It's just everything around him getting, getting like, that aura. And it's just annoying, and I'm really glad that we are done with it now. I, I don't need it to go as far as it did in Chibnall, but it would be really nice if it wasn't that far. I, I I guess I'll I guess I'll count my blessings at least <laughs> at least uh Moffat isn't trying to like do all his uh his fucking shit with Eleven with, or just with the doctor in general and Clara right now as opposed to Chris Chibnall. Yeah. I even liked that episode and was like, "Bruh, come on. Why are we doing this now? Two episodes before you're going to leave." <laughs> true um yeah that just this episode starts off so awkward and i i guess and and it starts with the narration of like oh there's this town there's this signal and then and then it's like oh an interesting setup and then it's you're my boyfriend and it's just like okay i guess we're i guess we're derailing this for a bit longer and I guess this this may be like damning with faint praise, but I'm just glad that if there was going to be a naked gag, they did it with Eleven and didn't do it with like Clara. Not saying like women can't be naked on TV, but you just know that with his Moffatisms, it, it just probably wouldn't have been good. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, at least at least we subvert the normal. Let's sexualize the female character moment like we i will say clara's outfits were very good in this episode though yes (laughs) 
It's it's funny how I remember her second outfit in this episode more from Deep Breath than I do this episode. I associate it more with the start of the good era of Moffat. Yeah. <laughs> or the be- or the best era of Moffat, I'll be kind. Yeah. Um and then they go they go to uh I, okay, I will also say having the uh, the 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 Cyberman head handles. That's good. That's good. I like that. That's some good shit. The Cyberman head, yeah, handles is fun, and I think that it, it's it it's there just enough that it's like worth being there, and the the sort of gag with it is good. Yeah, I, and I it manages it, it manages to make remind uh reminder to uh patch the uh telephone back to the console unit like actually like genuinely emotional yeah <laughs> again good also Moffat just the, the opening the opening the opening with handles is very good yeah like walking into the the dalek ship with the the eye stock i come in peace or whatever <laughs> the dalek yeah. ship and he's like fuck handles where the fuck did you do that and then he goes to another ship with handles and it's a cyberman ship yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um So yeah, they go to the papal mainframe uh and do the church stuff, which I don't know if I'm just worn down or if I actually am just fine with the pope lady. I feel like I've just been slowly worn down by all the Moffat horny that I just am like, yeah, all right, whatever. I was pretty neutral to her. I think she was like, fine. Um, I'm just confused how the doctor didn't know it was the same church that was hunting him. I don't know either. That That's the problem with Shrug. like retro- Maybe- retroactively trying to like tie this in. And yet somehow he has history with the church even though he didn't know the other church, it's it's very it's very messy. It's yeah. not one of the cleaner yeah, I canon tie-ups. I think I think I can forgive it just because there's probably just like a lot of churches of various natures around. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he would have no reason to think that like this particular instance of the church would be hostile to him if he already has a relationship which he yeah. seems to yeah so i i can i i let it get away with that oh especially just because of like the the angels episode um we already know that he's familiar with the church in certain periods mm-hmm. and is on like decent enough terms with them yeah yeah, yeah so exactly i i guess like he probably figured like oh yeah that is the church but it's probably like some splinter and i'll figure it out eventually and he just didn't have any reason to yeah. suspect that like this would be the occasion where this splinter occurs it's really interesting now that I think about it how a lot of elements like in a sense like 11 into 12 is almost like a soft reboot. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like I remember because, like, watching nine, this because like 9 into 10 may really maintain the same sense of continuity but a lot of the shit that they had going on with 11 they <clears throat> did not bring into 12 which for the record i think is the correct choice because a lot of the 11 shit frankly annoys me but yeah i think aside from like creature designs i think the only things they really brought forth were like the missy subplot because that technically starts in series seven yeah that was technically yes that was technically set up this season and wait it was when the woman in the shop who gave clara the doctor's number oh right yeah Yeah, there's that and then there's kate stewart slash osgood and those and and i guess the zygon plot if you really want to get technical about it that's like yeah the main thing that goes over i i do think it's largely a correct choice to wrap up um the the crack and the church and the silence and sort of transition all of that, like use the 50th anniversary and Gallifrey to sort of marry where Eleven's story will end and where 12 will continue. I do think that's probably the neatest thing narratively that Time of the Doctor does. It's just there's a lot of bullshit in between. Yeah. I Yeah, as someone who is an apologist for this era, I will say, like, 
I do think it is still the right choice just because like even though I don't mind too much of it and even like some of it I do think it is pretty convoluted and I think it would have been like a lot of baggage to just like thrust onto the next character who just needed to have his own shit going and I am glad that he did get his own shit going instead of like dealing with all of this Mm -hmm. okay but to to touch on the main thing that bothers me about the church it isn't actually the church at all but it's like the mother superior tasha lem is not just me or is this character actually river song i would actually know i don't want this character to be river song at all well i'm not saying like in canon but like in every way that she acts and in every way that the doctor and her oh yeah okay yes yes it's moffat writing it's moffat writing the same female character 15 times yes no i understand that she's like we have a history i think that's why i'm just kind of like she yeah she flies i'm just neutral towards her like you're a moffat apologist but even you have to acknowledge No, like, like, absolutely. She is just River Song again. Like, I think she was definitely, like, for for us, one of the weakest parts of this episode. I was like, I could be, I could leave her, I could take her, I don't really care. Actually, no, I would go as far to say, like, I think the episode is made a bit worse by her presence. Same with, um... (laughs) Fucking, I mean, like, Liz 10 from, like, Beast Below is also basically the same fucking character. Yeah. To a lesser extent, yeah. It's just, I forgot that Tasha Lem flies the TARDIS. And I was just like, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I was just like, you know what, fucking... There is, like, I don't know, that that complaint felt like, eh, I could make that complaint, but that's just pedantry. And at this point, like, especially because, like, I feel like um, as much as I am ambivalent to uh, outright disliking the current era, I feel like a lot of criticisms of it recently have just kind of been pedantic. And I'm not really for that shit. Oh, yeah. She doesn't sync the episode for me, but kind of like how John said, it's just like, in ter- in terms of, like, a character being detrimental to the episode, she would probably be number one. Because even, even her family, yeah. even Clara's family isn't on screen this much. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. It it does now that I think about it, yeah. The fact that she's basically just River Song in a place where River Song probably shouldn't have been is kind of like, oh yeah, that's not that great. I I would say that even taking away the weird horniness that Eleven and her yeah. have, like even if that wasn't there, it's just like, why? <laughs> I... It's like the the other the other thing. The other thing about, like, the horny Eleven jokes that I'm noticing this time around is that they're not even internally consistent about, like, whether or not he's, like, actually, like, like, whether or not he, like, how, like, what is level of, uh, like, asexuality or, like, like, it, it, you know, because sometimes it's very much like the classic, like the doctor, like not really seeing, seeming to show any interest and being somewhat confused or uh, acting not like a normal person would in that situation. See the thing where Clara calls him and he's like, yeah, I have to read a manual. I'm a bit rusty. I don't. Uh, and they're not internally consistent with that. I feel like if the it feels. I feel like if the joke was more that he's an alien and he doesn't understand that the way he sometimes acts towards people appears more yeah. than platonic, but he clearly knows that this is getting like so like this is arguably getting very nitpicky, but like he knows when Amy comes on to him after the Angels two-parter in series 5, he's very clearly like, "Whoa, we're not crossing this boundary." So yeah. he knows, but he doesn't. It's just, yeah. I I don't think we would care if it wasn't a joke that just kept on happening pretty much from yeah. series six onwards. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, this really is the best and worst of Moffat. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, there's a gag here, uh, where the doctor takes off a wig to reveal, uh, TARDIS key. This was cause Matt Smith was filming for a role that, uh, had him, uh, shave his head. Fun fact, uh, that movie fun- never came out. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, it was a, it became a dead project, essentially. Wow. Um, at, at least Karen Gillan did it for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> came out came out way more on top with that yeah. one. Uh Oh god, I just remember Guardians of the Galaxy would have come out like re- the year after this. I remember yeah. that and it was like, "Oh my god, soy face, it's Amy." I yeah. remember we were we were like that. She's probably had like the most success out of like most of the Doctor Who alum outside of like David Tennant. Oh yeah, yeah, e- easily. Um, I mean, Ma- Matt Smith's been picking up more pace recently. He was in an Edgar Wright film. Er- yeah, he was in the Last Night in Soho. Yeah, I need to watch earlier that. last year. He's going to be in the stupid fucking Morbius movie with. He Jared was supposed Leto. to be in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. Very cool. He, he was in Terminator Genesis. Yeah, didn't everybody fucking hate that movie? <laughs> yeah, it's it not because of him. He's like a bit character, but anyway. Yeah, isn't he like a Terminator? He he he's he's basically the new Skynet. Uh, he's like he's like. Th- I mean, again, yeah. like I I will say that makes sense because like one of the things that I think really does work about uh, Matt Smith's Doctor is like he does actually look like. Yes, he's he's somewhat pretty, but he's he's got the alien. He looks weird. He looks kind of off. Yeah. So he he looks a little alien. So yeah, that 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 makes sense. <laughs> um, anyway, Doctor Who. Yeah, Doctor Who. <laughs> I think. Okay, so just like getting back to the story, I like the sort of setup. I think it's a good setup. I will just say that, like, the Time Lords are trying to get back in. They need someone to tell them, like, yeah, this is the right place. They're basically knocking on the door, asking, hey, do we got the right place? Um, But they they made it too loud, and now everyone's ready to bear down on it. And so the Doctor has to, like, keep shit from exploding. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, I think it's a really interesting setup. And I think the position it puts the Doctor into is, is interesting. Yeah, the, the yeah. story picks up when they get down to Christmas. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I also... I do really like the thing of, like... Yeah, this being, uh, <clears throat> like, the Doctor basically staying to protect this place. I, I do really like that a lot. Um... Uh, uh, brain, brain fog moment. Hold on. Oh God. What was I going to say? Cause I had like thoughts about this. Um, oh, uh, so shout outs, <laughs> shout outs to fucking like, I I don't I don't even think this is a part of the episode that makes me mad. I just think it's funny the fact how Clara gets got by the rose maneuver fucking twice. Yeah. Like bro. <laughs> bro. Oh oh how do you fall for that twice? I I can see the second time because supposedly there's a truth field and he's telling the truth. I would bet it doesn't work in the TARDIS, though, because he clearly lies his ass off. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I understand the doing it once for the Rose thing. Like, that makes sense. When she comes back and they immediate, he immediately goes into doing it again, I'm like, fucking wow, dude. <laughs> that has the same energy of me, like, flubbing a stealth section in fucking Hitman. So instead of, like, reloading a save, I just try and do it again, but, like, come in with more things to throw at people. <laughs> and it'll work. 
fucking um god what was i about to say um shit no god fuck now it's your turn uh oh right i remember what i was gonna say the truth field like conceptually is a little silly because like the the ostensible reason is like they're protecting the truth field uh so that he won't lie about his name but like how would anyone lie about his name because they 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 know his name and only he would know it so it just it's a bit silly but it's worth it entirely for the one point with the wooden cyberman and i will defend that moment it you is know, so good all right the, the wooden I, cyberman I is good i don't mind that that's an interesting idea it's good i would like, honestly I think, I think i think my my complaint with the wooden cyberman isn't that it exists it's that i would actually like that concept to be used for an actual episode and not a bit thing yeah that's that's my thought with it is i think i think putting it here is like well you just went and wasted that here instead of doing it for something more interesting but yeah i do think it was a it was a very clever moment i liked the truth field thing <clears throat> i think he uses it well in that moment to be like aha i reversed your flamethrower and then it reverses it and he's like aha i my screwdriver doesn't work because he was telling the truth about trying to do it but it didn't work and he knew that and he didn't tell the whole truth Yes, we all know big you brain. love how massive Moffat's big, massive, galaxy-sized brain is. <laughs> it was so I'm cool. sorry for stealing your jokes, Stewbagful. It's it's definitely better. It's the best joke out of that whole sequence. The the invisible Cyberman, not not the invisible Cyberman, the invisible Suntaran tank, or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be, that was just like, okay. You, you, <laughs> you need to show the passage of I time. I get it. We're walking. I thought that was fine yeah um i do think the the aging doctor is an interesting dynamic oh, yeah i i like the way i actually really like the way he looks as like the really old doctor it looks much better than uh dobby 10th doctor yeah <laughs> by by miles yeah i i prefer the makeup to the oldest doctor to like the one where it's sort of in between yeah um yeah for sure <clears throat> I think the dynamic he has with the town is interesting, too. Yeah. I think there are just, like, a lot of really interesting concepts. Once they once they get down to the planet, everything that's, like, Doctor on the planet-centric is very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that this town falls in love with him, and he's sort of, it's the closest thing to a normal life he has, is protecting yeah. these people. And you almost wonder, like... Did, like, the children of Gallifrey, did, like, the peasantry, you know, not the Time Lords, but, like, the lower class below them, did, like, did they like him in a similar way? It just sort of, it made me think of that while I was watching that moment, like, of how happy he was and how naturally he sort of fell into the dynamic of basically treating all the kids like he treated young Amy and everything. Like, that, that was a neat... That was a neat little touch yeah. that you don't often get in like Doctor Who stories because he's he's often not around anywhere long enough for that interesting sort of thing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And the episode makes a point of saying that he's actually sticking around for real this time, which is something that I like. And even still, he had arguments about whether he should save himself. Um yeah eventually or not it, which is interesting it's also a neat contrast from power of three where he he's fucking like bored sitting around by himself and yet he manages to do it for hundreds and hundreds of years here yeah i, can't I mean believe, this is i can't believe i just made narrative i can't believe i just made narrative parallels with the fucking unfinished chris chibnall episode <laughs> yeah i mean it's just interesting because this is you know it's very obviously by far like exponentially larger than he's ever stayed in one place before Mm -hmm. and like it's just really interesting because he really did like settle down for the end of his life for all intents and purposes like in his mind this was the end and he lived that way for like a third of his life yeah yeah because in I mean, we know around this time he's like around, 
he's he says in time of the doctor he's like around 1103 and then in deep breath 12 yeah. says he's 2000 years old so yeah. half of his life because if i'm if i'm not mistaken one the first doctor leaves in like his early hundreds so yeah, that, yeah. that's like half of his life because fuck you timeless <clears throat> child it's half of his life that he stays <laughs> in this one town um which i could i could nitpick and say if you're going to have that much of a that much of a significance in this one place you could easily do half a season in like a yeah in like a trenzalore arc but this this is before like every fucking thing got a spin-off story so you know i'm i'm fine with it i wish there was more but i'm fine with it yeah um Uh, so yeah, uh, the doctor stays behind to defend the planet, um, with the papal mainframe helping him out, though it's also stated that, uh, a subgroup splintered off and tried to stop this by just killing him earlier, mm. um, which I will be real here. I like, I, I, I think it it kind of feels like a last minute patch to be like, no, th like it doesn't feel as intentional as it should. And maybe he, that's <clears throat> what he was planning all along, but, and just because of all the shit going on, it didn't, uh, end up being as, uh, seamless feeling as it could. But, uh, I like that, and I also like the fact that they literally point out that by trying to assassinate the Doctor by blowing up his TARDIS, they just caused all of this. I love that. I love that. <laughs> like, like, everything about that, that they, like, because it, it was that as well as River Song being also, like, helped, helping him get there eventually. Mm-hmm. All of that is, is very good. I'm like, haha, yes. Yeah. It's a good bit. It's on it's a good bit. It's kind of a shame to me that it's a bit like it's a good bit. It's a to me it's kind of a shame that it's uh it uh it's a throwaway line basically. Yeah. We never see it happen. I, I feel yeah. Well, well, I don't know how you could show it happening. Um, well, I'm not saying you could do that. I don't know well, how I'm not saying you, you could, could do that now. You could introduce a character. Well, yeah. I mean, you could do something with like a character that was a member of that splinter group who realizes like, oh, shit. We like we just went and ended up causing all the things that we were trying to stop. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know how would they integrate that into the story. Well, the point is, is that I think you'd maybe you'd maybe set that up. It's <clears> it's a planning thing again. This wouldn't be the first place it would show they would show up. Oh right, I get you. But like, I don't think this this tie back in was planned. So yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah. For sure. no, I yeah. Uh, Considering the point they were at, I think this is the the one of the cleaner ways you could have tied it yeah. up. Mm -hmm. I am I am more than happy bit. with this. Yeah, Moffat definitely feels like he was writing most of the last few seasons from the seat of his pants, so. Another question I have at this juncture, why the fuck do they bring back the the stupid Dalek sleeper agent puppet things? Uh, I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, even, when I it think shows, even when it shows up in Capaldi era, I still hate that shit. Yeah. Sucks. I'm just like, why Why is this here? To give more drama so Moffat can do the whole creepy, like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. Funny how you forget yeah. things. Like, that's that's such a Moffat fucking beat. And he already did that bit once. Yeah. And it wasn't really that amazing when he did it the first time. I guess to, I guess to establish that, like, now the only people who are attacking this place are the Daleks, which is very appropriate given their history with the Time Lords. But you could have... You could you could have not. <laughs> yeah. 
and how he basically like brings Tasha Lem out of <laughs> out of her uh, brainwashing by uh, by tactically negging her. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the worst moment in the episode. Like, I will it's, admit it's, that is it the, is it is the worst Moffat wife guy shit. Now that's a woman. It's so like, annoying. TM. Bro, we get it. You, we get it. You want the hot nun to step on you. Fucking chill out. <clears throat> and then the doctor and his... You're embarrassing yourself. And then the doctor and his ancient enemies, who we first met last season... <laughs> yeah. Did battle side yeah, by no, side. Yeah, no, the silence payoff... The silence payoff there feels so unearned. So, so unearned. And, like, literally, like, I feel like all you would have had to do is to not effectively remove, like, the silence basically show up in their initial episode and then are effectively removed from the plot until the, like, mess of a season finale. Yeah, this, and, yeah. and as well, the, the whole, the whole Kavarian chapter breaking away to be the main villains of series six just becomes more complicated when they have that whole sequence of Tash being like, everyone, this is an unscheduled faith change. Uh, our new goal is devoted to silence. Silence will fall. Q Stinger, Q uh, Sisyphus, yeah. Soyjack. Um, it's like, <laughs> wait, is the Kavarian chapter, are they the only ones that went back in time to do this? Or do you all have the same mission now? Yeah. It's just like... Maybe maybe they, they took that a little bit far, I guess. And they took that to mean, like, the Doctor as opposed to just basically locking down everything else. I don't they, know. They, they, they started off doing space theofascism. And then they decided to do, like, fully automated time travel uh, theocratic space fascism. Like, that was... That was yeah. the only difference. Um, God. The church is the worst part of this story. Moving on, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. It's the weakest part of this. I think there's yeah. probably much better. Actually, considering the runtime, they could have, like, they could have just had the doctor, like, magic away on it. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, I figured out how to get past, like, the, the the net or whatever like just say like oh this one group set up the net and i figured out a way past it without anyone detecting me and yeah just leave that at that i mean like, I it would have been fine and i could just think, cut out everything with the church <laughs> yeah i think once again once again the problem is that it does an admirable job for the payoff it does an admirable job for what's it what it's given but once again it is hampered by the fact that none of this was really given adequate planning so it's never really going to not feel rushed yeah it's it's like i think mean, we've we've said this a thousand times before but moffat's setup is really good and we've finally gotten to the payoff the problem is the stuff in the middle made it so that the payoff, while, like, technically good, like, it works. It's still, like, well, okay, you wrapped this stuff up, but I kind of didn't care about most of it. Like, the only the only reason I cared about the, the crack in the wall in, in time was because that was in Series 5, and the, the Series arcs in Series 5 were actually good. And well yeah. paced out, so I was like, okay, that that's a pretty cool tie up to that part. But everything in S series six that got like concluded here, I was just like, well, okay, I I guess that works. I guess we can do new stuff now. That's good at least. Like I feel like with the arc that they set up, they could have done like a fucking full on like flux style serialized story for like maybe even two seasons like both like series six and series seven and it would probably have been better than flux true um but yeah no because they don't do the planning like they do an admirable job wrapping it up but they can only do so well 
when they're dealing with like subpar planning in the first place. It's never going to not feel like a patch at the last second. Um. So yeah, uh, we see the old doctor. Uh, to get out of the situation, the Time Lords eventually go, all right, it's been 55 minutes of everyone's time. We're just going to give him a new regeneration cycle so we can move on, please. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you could make a reaction gif out of, like... <laughs> Out of like uh, him like getting the new regeneration cycle and like fucking like blasting shit and just caption it with like when the THC kicks in or something. <laughs> like the way that it like goes in, like, partly because he's already wearing like heavy like prosthetics. Like it looks so weird and funny. Yeah. That. I think that's a good. That's a good like plot beat. It's just. It's very. Again, it's very it, it's very Eleventh Doctor Moffat for the companion, especially especially Clara, to be like all sad and whispery, and it's just like, don't you get it? He's the Doctor, and you should love him. Yeah. And if you don't, get your fucking shit straight. And then that just works. <laughs> like on yeah. on one level, I could be like mad about that at how like much how much like importance clara has narratively but on the but on I the mean, other hand that's going to keep happening yeah but at least at least in, you might as well just get used to it now at, at least in 12 zero it feels that way more because of the sort of semi-toxic connection they develop as opposed yeah, to she was born to save the doctor you know it's like it's like a different implementation of the same idea which yeah. at this point i can't give credit to yet so the fact that she just like turns on her big like puppy dog eyes that 12 makes fun of yeah. in a few episodes and she activates her white woman <laughs> passive <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Um, yeah. So the doctor gets his new regeneration cycle and then uses it to blast everyone, uh, around the planet. You, usually Now, this does once again beg the question of, okay, it just makes name of the doctor feel like even more of a fucking fever dream that makes no sense because this episode effectively erases it from ever existing but then it 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 basically causes a massive headache uh so yeah you know as as far as last minute ex machina wrap ups for your huge stakes are i'll take it over uh having the doctor fucking uh ge uh genocide all the fucking <laughs> daleks and santarans and cybermen in like the last five minutes of the episode yeah it's shout outs to chris chibnall our mvp of the podcast um yeah it's it's a massive you could argue this god i can't wait i can't wait until 2023 when we finally can stop talking about chris what dumb shit chris chibnall has done <laughs> This this podcast is just people's Chris Chibnall news update source. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. This podcast literally started out of, wow, Chris Chibnall did something good, and then immediately transitioned <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> Key smashing. I'm, I'm fine from a utilitarian point of view saying that the best thing that Chris Chibnall did for Doctor Who was start this podcast. I'm fine with saying that. Yeah. Um, man, in 2023, we might even be fucking caught up. That, that's wild. I can't, I can't think of Actually, we probably anymore. will be, because, again, I don't even know if we're gonna fucking cover Chibnall shit. Because, really, what will we have to say? It sucks. It, we it's, could, it's, like, it, 
we could like do special or I mean, <laughs> we just probably cut this bit out but like we could like do specials where we just like watch the whole season at once and give it a whole overview yeah yeah maybe maybe we maybe at that point we we transition to jeff watches star trek for the first time for real <laughs> uh know. we could like i do an episode or we could just do like one episode for each of the two seasons and then maybe do a bit more in depth on flux yeah also i i would argue that like there are there are probably two episodes in series 11 and in series 12 that merit full discussion yeah you could talk about demons and it takes you away you could talk about you could certainly fucking talk about goddamn timeless child talk about villa Uh, diodati we could cry for 55 minutes over orphan 55 I don't even I don't even care about Orphan Fifty Five that much, man. Point is, in 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 light of all the Deus Ex Machina bullshit that Chibnall has pulled over his tenure and Moffat, this one feels at least earned because out of any yeah. out of anything that could change the future, it would be the Time Lords. And whether also in terms of like the device itself we did literally just see fucking last regeneration like 10's energy was like big enough that it blew up the console room so it's it's clear that at least in new series like there is like a a massive energy release component to it that could potentially cause damage so like you know fair enough yeah i in my head canon that's like he was given a whole new cycle you could even be a dick and say that they that they unlocked his potential to regenerate infinitely which would also likewise be explosive they were saying well they were saying that like before we got to timeless children like i'm pretty sure there's a point where 12 or someone is like yeah i don't even know how much i have anymore man (laughs) yeah i have no idea so which is a further reason why Timeless Child is fucking pointless. Take a drink. Um, yeah, I, I like that scene. It's, again, so full of the Moffatisms, but it's great to see how resigned Eleven is. And then he gets that yeah. one spark of hope, and then he's, like, acting like he's never aged. Like, he just he just has all yeah. of his hope and just smart-ass-ness back. It's, it's, it's a fun yeah. time. Yeah. I I I also like I also don't mind that in this case it's essentially like especially because he was on the point it's a new cycle and he was on the point of death from old age. Uh that it essentially factory resets him back before actually like regenerating. Like, I know some people aren't as much of a fan of that. I don't mind that. Especially because it's not like Classic was especially consistent about the mechanics of regeneration. Like, who the fuck cares? I I looked for his body language this time, and even though he looks young, he's sort of still walking stiffly. As if he isn't used yeah. to having the full, like, range of movement that he did when he was, like, actually, quote-unquote, that young in his... In his regeneration. So yeah, I I don't care that he grows old in the first place. It makes sense if that's his actual no really last regeneration. And I don't mind that there's a reset. Because it's... I don't know if it's my favorite. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to rank the regeneration scenes at some point. But I this is definitely over 10 for me. Yeah, I yeah, think it's, actually, it's a good scene. I, I was I was rewatching it and you know, I am I am not as much as I'm a twelve stanny now, but when I was younger I had a reputation for being a big ten stanny and and crying uh a, incessantly at uh ten's regeneration. But yeah, this time around when I was watching it, I was actually struck by like, oh yeah, I actually do like this much more than Ten's regeneration. It's it is the right balance of emotional but resolved i i don't think it's 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 not quite i i still (laughs) 
my bias is going to show again, but I still think that the best one is obviously 12s. I think that hits the best balance. But once again, Peter Capaldi is like one of the best actors that they ever got to play the doctor. So it's not a surprise that he could sell that with his hands tied behind his back. Yeah. Like that's not exactly a surprise. No, yeah. I, I like it because it's, it's, it's appropriately like sort of sad like Clara, Clara carries most yeah. of like the sadness in that scene, and he's clearly sort of like melancholic. But yeah. he's saying like, "This is okay. We're all different people all through our lives, um, and that's okay as long as you remember the people that you used to be." That's my fucking senior quote. I am not kidding. Yeah. I love that quote. Um, yeah, fair enough. I will, and I will always remember when the doctor is me. That's a good line. That's good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, also, the the little poem. I know, I know, y'all probably didn't like that because you don't like eh. Hammy Moppet shit. But like, Whatever. I think it's fun. <laughs> it's fine. It's eleven. He's obviously going to go out on some shit like that. Whatever. Um. Do we don't think the Amy showing Amelia is like too much? Do we? I've I've seen an argument there. If if I got mad at Moffat for showing Amy, I'd have to get mad at Moffat again for showing Clara for twelve. So I'm going to take the route of not being a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, fair fair enough. I I don't have a problem with it. I've always been like, yeah, c- could you argue that wouldn't happen? But also like regeneration delirium you could you could really make an up, up an excuse if you yeah. wanted to and there there's precedent for it like it, like when five regenerates like there's literally like a little montage of all his companions yeah. so like sure whatever man rory gets shafted I'm but that's fine it. yeah whatever uh also uh because Karen Gillan had also shaved her head for Nebula, there was apparently a behind-the-scenes bit where the two of them swapped their wigs. Good That's shit. Good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I think she only did that for the first one, for Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and both uh, Avengers movies she's been in. She's done the bald cap. So, yeah. fun trivia that you never needed. You're welcome smacks his bald head <laughs> slap <laughs> i don't know uh, if we've mentioned this before but one of our our life goals is to someday smack a shiny bald head with as much force <laughs> as possible look you missed us by Just like six months dome someone <sighs> we're going to be we're someday we're going to have the chance like if it takes us like paying someone like seventy bucks at a bar someday, we will take that. <laughs> hey, just walk up to someone. Hey, bro, can I smack <laughs> your bed? <laughs> Fucking wow! Oh my god! You just you just pay a uh, you just pay a sex worker and be like, look, this isn't gonna be your typical night. <laughs> no it's more of a it's more of a craigslist ad type thing (laughs) yeah yeah no that that does have immense craigslist (coughs) ad energy that is correct goes on the that is absolutely goes on the fucking facebook marketplace (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) anyway 12's here now yeah, twelve's here now uh, with the uh, the infamous sneeze regeneration, which again I don't I don't have a problem with. Fucking whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. Um, and then uh, yeah, you know, he he's a little bit loopy, you know, and obviously like some I I I like eleven, but I can it loopy eleven is not the the major reason why I love him, but you know it's it's a good first imp- uh, first impression uh you know crash into next week you know all solid uh 
my my uh my sister who had already already seen this episode uh came downstairs while i was watching the episode and immediately commented on his eyebrows and stare at clara it's a good introduction good yeah good introduction i forget how like gray he starts out but by the end of his run he's basically like full white but like here it's yeah, and the short hair too. Yeah. Like uh like I I for one am much more of a fan of uh longer hair uh longer hair uh like uh 12 like more in like um more in uh series 9 and 10. 10 especially when he gets like the really long hair and really starts going full kooky professor. But yeah, I mean the short hair does also kind of make sense for the, the real punkish look that he had going on too. Yeah. Also for his arc as well, how he starts off very like almost like a classic prim and proper doctor. And then like clearly is more comfortable in embracing himself. Like, yeah, it's, it's a fitting starting point for him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I guess unless we have anything else to say, I think it's time to to head on down to Ratings Town. Oh wait, wait, right, I go first on those. It's been it's been long <laughs> enough that I forgot. Yeah, yeah, I go first on those. Okay. Um yeah. No, I mean, as I said, this is this is one of the Moffat episodes of all time, uh, for better and for worse. A lot of the stuff I can take or leave, but on the whole, I think, I think on the whole, as much as it does, as much as I am annoyed by parts of it, I think other parts of it are fine. I like uh 11 in here i think clara in here is all right i think it wastes a lot of opportunities i think it does an admirable job cobbling together an incredibly messy and unfocused story arc uh and i think it is i think it is it could have been better but as a bow as a uh bowing out and final hurrah for 11 a doctor that is not my favorite but I th- and I think deserved better, but I still enjoy. I think it works fine. Uh, it's a solid B plus. Yeah, um, this this episode is is a Moffat episode, um, and it. Uh, best and worst tropes of the 11th Doctor era are all here. Um, I don't think this is, having watched all of the um, 11th Doctor finales, this would probably rank as our second favorite. I don't remember what we gave um, the Series 5 finale uh, or um, Series 6, but it's definitely better than the Series 6 finale because... Unlike that, like, the bad parts of this episode with, like, the church and everything, those are at worst, like, annoying and make me roll my eyes. But the good stuff is, like, genuinely great. Like, it's it, it's more in that upper range. Um, so, yeah, I have no... Again, I have no idea if I'm being consistent on this because I don't remember what I gave Series 5 finale... But, um, I'm going to say it's a light, a light, uh, a strong seven to a light eight. Yeah, all right. Fuck you, I'm doing I numbers think again. This... <laughs> <laughs> I think this episode is fun. I... <laughs> Again, I really do think the biggest thing this episode could improve on would be just, like, literally cutting out the church. I think that would be a massive improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, 
it's like pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of moments in here that we remember years after we first watched it. There's a lot that we still love when we watched it. It's one of the few episodes that really made us laugh out fucking loud. And yes, it is because of the, the fucking clothes bit. Fuck you. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of really good moments in it. And just like all of the stuff it does with the Doctor's character is really interesting. And I think it's just such... Considering where the show has been at, I think it is just such an amazing way to pull so many messy things together and really just like bring Eleven home on a really just strong note. And I think it's 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 very good. I would say this is like an eight point seven five out of ten, maybe. All right. Fair enough. By the way, uh, we were talking about uh ranking regenerations off the top of my head my top five would be 12 then uh 12 then 11 then 8 then 9 then 10 that's from favorite to least favorite yes okay of, of my top five. okay um from memory I think it would go 12 11 uh 9 uh 8 10 Okay, so you're asking us to do a thing based you off don't, of long-term you, memory. You and... don't you don't have to. That was just a fun thing that I was like, hmm, yeah, I'll do this. I, you do not I'm gonna, have to I'm do gonna it. be real with you, champ. I don't remember most of the last two years. So Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't have to do it. Uh so yeah. Um next week. Uh, it'll be time to finally talk about my boy, based autism coded Scotsman, Twelfth Doctor with deep breath, and I'm really, really excited for the quality to just immediately pick up. Um, yeah. Until then, uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon for a number of benefits such as early access to episodes, the ability to listen into episodes being recorded live, and potentially even the ability to guest star upon the episode, an episode of your choosing. I'm Jeff. You can follow me on Twitter at WheelieDL. I am naked under all these clothes. Uh, you can follow us. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we all? Amen. Um, you can follow us on the Twitter.com at of mice and fems on, yeah, on the Twitter do it i am uh, a boner joke related to the wooden cyberman that i was unable to think of in time <laughs> and that's it that's all i got <laughs> and we will see you all next week <laughs>